You are listening to Koinonia Church, where we are igniting contagious faith in the one God who restores all. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One thing I've, I've learned about the Spirit of God is you cannot... Excuse me, I've been fighting with this cough. Uh, we're not going to try to duplicate the 9 o'clock service because when the river is flowing, it may flow in the same direction, but not the same way. But not the same way. But we will have the same word, but it'll be different. I was uh, thinking on... Uh, the priest in the tabernacle, when the priest would go in to worship the Lord, the out the the outer courts, uh, the priest before he went into the holy place, what he had to do first was he had to wash his hands, and uh, and 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 in the washing there was a mirrors so that he could see he had to wash his hands because of who he was serving, but he had to wash his feet because of where he was going. And God desires for us to be clean when we come before him. And we thank God for 1 John 1 and 9. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And then he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? Like I said, excuse me, I'm struggling with this cough. <coughs> Good God Almighty. I want to give thanks to the angel of this house, Pastor Andrew and his wife, Carrie. I want to thank him for the invitation. And if you guys don't know it, I'm pretty sure you do know it, but I just stopped by to remind you uh, that you have an awesome pastor. And do not ever take the man of God for granted because they don't come a dime a dozen. I had a chance to, to work with the man of God on staff, and he is a straight shooter. He's a man full of integrity, and he loves the Lord, he loves his wife, but he also loves God's people. And uh, y'all don't take your, your men of God for granted. Amen? Amen? And then I want to acknowledge my wife, Jessie. Hi, honey. Amen. Uh, I love her deeply, dearly, and sincerely. We had to have some counsel. We had uh, Elder Buzz counseled us one time. He came by the house. And uh, I won't go into the depths of it, but I, I, I thought Elder Brothers was going to do some karate on me, man. <laughs> Amen. When I married Jesse, I said in my mind, I said, man, I, I think I'm going to give her two years, and I'm, I'm jumping out to this plane, man. <laughs> and she said, yeah, I was thinking about giving you 12 months, partner. So, <laughs> But uh, we are married for 36 years. Amen. And, Amen. Uh, that's the grace of God. Excuse me. <coughs> you need the grace of God in your marriage. Yeah. 
Humility brings on the grace of God in the marriage. Our pride will destroy the marriage. If infidelities are not involved in it, pride will tear up a good marriage. But the Bible says, God, he resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. Are you ready for this word this morning? Can you repeat this after me? Jesus, Jesus is the center and the circumference, the balance and the beauty, the base and the boundary. He is the substance and the sum total of what our lives is all about. It's all about him. It's all about him. Excuse me. <coughs> Jesus is the archer. And the Holy Spirit is the bow. I am simply an arrow. Lord, release me in your flow. Release me where you desire for me to go. Can you say that with me? Say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is, the is the archer. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, the bow. is the bow. I'm just an arrow. Just an arrow. Lord, direct me, Lord, where, you desire, where you desire for me to go. Amen. Amen. Today's message, we're going to be ministering on clinging to him. He is our life. Can you put up Deuteronomy chapter 19? In verse 20, <coughs> cling to him, for he is our life. Deuteronomy chapter 30, 19 and 20. No, can you? Well, that's all right. Just, okay, okay. Now, now here, Moses is talking to the people of God, and he's going over the covenant with them. He's going over the covenant with the children of Israel. Every great leader always uh, exhort and encourage the people of God to stay with God. And this is what he was doing. And he says, and uh, in verse 20, verse, verse 19, he said he called heaven and earth against uh, to them. And then God says, therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. And in verse 20, he says that you may love the Lord your God and that you may cling to him for he is your life. I, I want to extract that. Cling to him. Somebody say cling, cling. to him yeah. for he is our life. Yeah. Now, this word cling or cleave is the, is the uh, Hebrew word debak. And this is what it means. If you're going to cling to God, First of all, you got to catch him by pursuit. Catch by pursuit. In essence, we have to become a God chaser. How many God chasers we have in the house? Then it also means to abide fast. The rains are going to descend. The floods are going to come. The winds are going to blow and beat up on your house. You have to abide fast. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Paul says to be steadfast. That's an old, old school word there. 
to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, because he says that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Excuse me. <coughs> Who minister don't cling to him. Catch by pursuit. Abide fast. Listen. To follow close. To follow close. Some of us need to, to close the gap. You're too far behind in following the Lord. Let me say it again. Boy, y'all looking at me like. Uh, some of us need to close the gap. Close the gap. The, the pressure hit Peter. Uh, do, do, do you know him? No, I don't know him. I don't know him. And then if you read the scriptures, the Bible says that, that Peter, he began to follow from afar, Pastor Roger. We got to close the gap. Too much stuff can get in between us following the Lord when the gap is too deep. Look to your neighbor, say, neighbor, close the gap. Follow close. Hard after. Pursue hard. Don't be drawn away. And, and we end up going astray. Don't be drawn away. Everything in this world, the world, the flesh, the devil, and everything, everything is designed to draw you away and draw me away from the cross. Everything is designed for that. So, Moses told the people of his time, he says, what you got to do is you got to cling to him, for he is your life. <coughs> Excuse me. But if you read on, Moses told them hard-headed folks. He told them. He says, now listen, after I die, read it. And read the song of Moses. He said, after I die, y'all not going to even follow he said there's going to be some new gods that's going to rise up and you're going to go after those gods, those gods that you didn't even know. Gods that don't even, uh, uh, can't even deliver you. You're going to follow them. And that's happening right now in the church. You got this, this new, you know, new thoughts and all of this, but all of it is designed, listen, listen, to draw you away from the cross. And then God says, listen, they're going to leave me what God said. I, I'm, I'm going I'm to turn my back and I'm going to act like I don't even know them. I'm going to let them get in trouble and see if the gods that they're following will deliver them. I'm just warm. Boy, my, I'm just warming this. This thing just warming up here. Woo, Lord. So if we're going to cling to him, uh, write this down. We have to keep looking to him. Look to him. Hebrews 12 and 1 says that Jesus Christ, he is the, listen, he, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So we look to him. Secondly, listen, when we're looking to him, we also have to listen to him. We have to do what? We have to listen to him. See, see, there, that's the problem. You said, well, God doesn't speak today. He does. Let me give you some ways in which God speaks to us today. First of all, listen, God will speak to us through the Son, Hebrews chapter 1. He will speak to you and I through his Son. 
But then also, God, he speaks to us through the scriptures. Ooh, Lord. Third, listen, he'll speak to us through his spirit. But check this out. But also God's voice will come through some saints. And then sometimes God's voice will come through some sinners. Hello, somebody. And then God will also speak, listen, he'll speak through life situations. So when he speaks, we have to listen. When he speaks, see, that was the problem with the children of Israel. Remember uh, Pastor Roger? God was talking to Moses. He came off the mountain, and, and, and the people said, listen, Moses, let's, let me tell you something. We don't want God talking to us. We want you to talk to us, but we don't want him to talk to us. And see, the reason why we don't like the Lord talking to us is because the Lord's going to talk to us about some real issues. He's going to hit the nail on the head when he talks. Yeah. He's not afraid of us. We can't intimidate him. Sometimes we're afraid to talk to our wives and our husbands about certain things, but you can't intimidate the Lord like that. When he talks to you, he's going to talk to you. Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. So we look to him, we listen to him, listen. And while we're listening to him, we can learn from him. Jesus said, come learn of me. Why? I'm meek and I'm lowly at heart and you'll find rest to your soul. He says, for my yoke is what? It's easy and my burden is what? And my burden is light. So we look to him, we listen to him, we learn from him. <clears throat> and while you're learning, listen, when we feel weak, we have to learn how to lean on him. Ooh, Lord, I like that. Amen. We learn how to do what? We lean on him, man. The diamonds in the back and the sunroof top, we yeah. dig in the seam uh -oh. with a gangster lean. Well. <laughs> it don't matter. If you're a gangster, you can still lean on him. Right. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. What? Leaning on the everlasting arm. What a blessedness. What a peace is mine. I'm what? I'm leaning on the everlasting arm. Leaning Leaning, I'm safe and secure from all the alarms. Leaning, leaning, I'm leaning on an everlasting arm. I want to acknowledge my cousin. She came all the way from the Bay Area to come down here. She's a powerful, dynamic woman of God. Yes, she is. Amen. Clinging to him. So we look to him, we listen to him, we learn from him. Listen, we lean on him, and then while we're leaning on him, you find out, listen, how worthy he is, so we lavish him with our praise. <laughs> you haven't even learned how to praise God until you learn how to lavish him, listen, with, with praise when you're all by yourself. Sometimes we come to the house of God, and we wait on the praise and worship team to get us up. You don't know that he's worthy yet. Man, you got to learn how to lavish him with, with praise. When you wake up in the morning, lavish him with praise. Hello, somebody. The scripture says in Psalm 150, let everything that have breath 
do what? We lavish him with our praise. <coughs> and listen, listen, if you lavish him right, if you lavish the Lord right with praise, if you do it right, if you do it right, the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Once God come in and inhabit your praise, listen, then you'll find yourself, here it is, lingering in worship. Good God Almighty. Come, let us worship and bow down. Have you worshiped and bowed down in your house yet? You haven't lavished him yet. There's another level that God want to bring you to. Hello, somebody. Can I, can I say that again? Can I be, is it okay if I be prophetic? You can say, no, I'm going to be prophetic. I'm going to flow in this thing anyway. Listen, God want to bring you to another level. There are levels. The priest, he went from the outer courts. He had to wash his hand in brass. When he left the outer court, he went into the holy place. Listen, now you go into the holy place, you, 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 you're running into gold now. The golden candlesticks on the left. The table of showbread on the right. Then you have, then you have the, 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 the incense and the altar. That, that's all gold. And God said when you make that, that, that the golden candlestick, he said you got to make it from fine gold, but you got to beat it. And then you go into the holies of holies. So God is trying to bring, bring us to the different levels of relationship with him. Many of us, many believers, we've been on the outside too long, and we become content being on the outside. God said, come on up in here. We're talking about this morning. Listen, you, you ain't got to shout. I'm going to shout by myself. Amen. We're talking about this morning. Listen, cling to him. Amen. Amen. That was just, that was just a little something-something here. We're going to get into let the deep call upon the deep. Cling to him. Why do we need to cling, cling to him? Here's point number one right here. Because, listen, life is complicated and challenging. You and I, we need to cling to him or cleave to him or hold to him because life is what? Life is complicated and challenging. Write down John 16, 33. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus said, these things I speak unto you, that you may, in me you may have peace. He says, but in this world, he said, you might have tribulation. Oh, don't say that. I, I said it to see if y'all read it. Some of y'all, y'all need to pull your Bibles back out. <laughs> I'm saying that seriously. It's been a long time since some of y'all spent time reading your Bible. Let me say it again, because I ain't scared. It's, it's, it's been a long time since some of y'all spent time in your word. Every time you open that word, he will speak to you. He says, but in this world, you what? You will. Not if, but when. You will have what? Tribulation. 
Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. <coughs> you see that tribulation, T-R-I, that's three times the trouble. You're going to have your temptations, your tests, your trials. Listen, if we don't go through them right, they can cause us to have terminal tendencies. Good God Almighty. If, if we don't know how to deal with that temptation, test, and trial, it can bring on some terminal tendencies. Somebody say, ouch. Amen. Tribulation. Here's the Greek word for tribulation is the word Philippus. Since we're living in this life and in this flesh, all of us are going to go through the class called Philippus or tribulations. You're going to go through. Now, Satan uses tribulations, listen, to destroy you and I. But God will use it to develop us. It depends on how you want to go through it. Now, you're going to go through it. Even, even, listen, even when you spell the word through, you'll find the word rough and through. Hello, somebody. Ooh, Lord. So let me give you, let me give you these, these, uh, these different meanings of Philippus. It's an 11-fold meaning. Number one, adversity. Adversity. Number two, affliction. The scripture says many are the what? The afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord what? He delivers us out of them all. Do I have any Bible readers in here? Yeah, pull your Bibles back out. Hello, somebody. And then listen, uh, number three, anguish. Anguish. We're talking about tribulation, Philippus, adversity, affliction, anguish. Number four, listen, number four, crushing. Now, when we're going through that season of crushing, if we are too carnal, we'll find ourselves cussing while we're being crushed. And you'll say, oh, I thought those words were gone. They ain't gone. That crushing brought the thing out. Ain't no wine without crushing, baby. Ain't no oil without a crushing. We got to go through the Philippus. But the devil, he will use it to destroy us. But God will use Philippus to do what? To develop us. Somebody talk to me up in here. Oh, Lord. You think this is something? Wait till we get down. We're going we gonna to get down. I'm, I'm going to have to, I think, run up out of here. Y'all may want to do something to me. Okay, number five, distress. Number five, distress. Number six, oppression. That's part of the Philippus. Number seven, pressure. Number eight, watch this, squashing. Well, you said, Pastor Charles, you're right on time. I'm in my marriage. I feel like I'm being squashed right now. Number nine, listen, squeezing. See, see, when the squeezing happens, what's in us, what's really in us, that's what's going to come out. What's really in us, when the squeeze is on, somebody say when the squeeze is on. What's in me 
It's going to come out of me. It's going to come out. It's when the squeeze is on. I don't like you anyway. I thought we was friends. I don't like that. I don't like the little raggedy clothes you be wearing. When the squeeze is on. The lippus. Uh, number 10, stress. And number 11, tribulations. Life is challenging. Life is full of complexities. But also, we can't leave uh, this joker out, the devil. We have an enemy that is still cunning. Genesis 3.1. Uh, he's cold. He has a cold and callous heart towards all mankind. Uh, he's a calculating enemy. Peter says to be sober and to be vigilant for your adversary. What is his name? The devil. He walks around like a roaring lion and he seeks how he may devour us. He comes to devour us, listen, through that time that, that in, that, in those, the, that, the lippus, them tribulations. So he's calculating. He's also cruel. He is the major cause of chaos and confusion. <coughs> Excuse me. If you look at the world today, everything that is going on, because he's the God of the world system, he's not the God of the earth, but of the world system, everything is being oriented uh, towards the Antichrist, everything, everything. You can't hardly buy nothing now without taking your phone. You got to put it on this bleep. Everything is, everything is headed, headed that way. The political system, the economic system. We're seeing uh, people running for this office and that office. But I've come to discover this. Listen, if Christ is not occupying their hearts, there's only two sources, God and the devil. If Christ is not occupying their hearts, hello, somebody. <laughs> and let me say this. Let me say this. We as Christians, listen, when the Holy Spirit shows us something that is real and discerning, we need to believe what he shows us. The world can't receive his ministry. So the world is going to be deceived, but we don't have to be deceived. We're talking about what? Clinging to him because he is our life. Number two, we cling to him. Listen, we must consult him, connecting to him, through communication. In essence, the question is, how is your prayer life? I'm just an arrow. The Holy Spirit, he's the bow. Christ is the archer. How was your prayer life? I guarantee you, We spend too much time watching that television. Let me say, it's, get him out of here. Pastor, don't bring him back here no more. He in the house of God. He in there cursing. 
we see more cursing on the, te on the television. How is your prayer life? How, how is your connection uh, to the one, to him? How is your prayer life? Uh, let, me, let me read a few hymnals. Uh, there's one hymnal that says, I must tell Jesus all of my problems. Y'all know that hymnal? See, see, this generation don't know about hymnals. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. I must tell Jesus and Jesus alone. When John the Baptist lost his head, he, lo he lost his head. He told a, a king truth. Little old girl twerked before this king, twerking, shaking it. And the king said, girl, you're so fine, I'll give you half of my kingdom. Read it. It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. Matthew chapter 6. It's in your Bible. Because John the Baptist said, listen, man, you married to your brother's wife. And it's unlawful. The woman got upset with John. So she sicked her daughter on her husband. Say, he weak for wine, women, and so on. But she did her dance. Daughter, mom, what, what, what do you want? Give me John the Baptist's head. And, and uh, John the Baptist lost his head. Wicked and cruel. But the Bible says John the Baptist, his, his disciples, they came and got his corpse. And when they got his corpse, the Bible says they went and they told Jesus. Their hearts were broken, but they told Jesus about it. I must tell Jesus, how is your prayer connection? Uh, here's another hymnal. What a friend. See, y'all young folks don't know about this here. What a friend we have, what? In Jesus. All of our sins and what? And griefs to bear. What a, listen, here it is. What a privilege it is to carry what? Some things. Most things. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often what? Forfeit. And oh, what needless pain, what? We bear. All because we do not, what? Carry. Everything to God in prayer. Check this one out. Here's another hymnal. Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer. What will it do? It calls me from this world of care. And it hastens me to my father's throne. And it makes all of my wants and my wishes known. When was the last time you really had a sweet hour of prayer? I want you to think about that. Let me ask that question again. Jesus Christ, he's the what? He's the holy archer. The Holy Spirit is the what? He's the bow. All we are what? Arrows. And when he releases us, we just got to go in his flow. When was the last time you really spent some really, really good time in prayer? Because when we don't do it, we find, listen, we don't think it's a priority. Lord, Lord. Is prayer a priority? 
Let me access it. Well, I got an amen corner over here. Where's the anointing on? I got to throw it over here. Y'all ain't said nothing over here. Y'all ain't said that. Is prayer a priority? We can boldly, the Bible says, we can boldly go to the throne of grace, come to the throne of grace, and find help in the time of our need. How many of us are going to the throne of grace? Let me ask the question again. How many of us go to the throne of grace? I tell you what, listen, where things are going and where things are headed, because as, as a nation, we're on the decline. We've been like that for the last almost 100 years. You're going to find a whole lot of folks hitting that throne of grace. If my people who are what? Called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and do what? And turn from what? You mean God's people got wicked ways? That's, that sounds like God said, I got a problem with my people. That's why they can't cling to me. All right, let me ask you this question. Okay, uh, uh, presently right now, how is your communication connection with God? Number one, is it cold? Don't raise your hand. Don't embarrass yourself in the house of God. How is your communication connection with God? Is it cold? That means, listen, I don't pray at all. I'm going to leave church, and all through the next week, I ain't going to do no praying. Is it cold? That's little prayer. And little prayer equals little power. Uh, is it casual? Just every now and then I'll say Jesus. Every now and then I'll, I'll say a little prayer for you. That's some prayer. Or is your prayer life, is it consistent? In essence, it don't matter. I'm in God's face all the time. That's a discipline. That's a desire. That's a devotion. The Bible says of Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, Elder brothers, it says that in agony, when he was in agony, you know what he did? The Bible said he prayed all the more. There's, there are certain things in life God has to allow to happen to cause us to thrust us in his presence. <laughs> cause us to run after him. Amen. Praise God for the for the lippus. I'm finding out that's the best thing that can happen. That the lippus, boy. The devil try to destroy you, but God will develop you. James 5, 16 says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman, listen, it avails much. Tremendous power is available through prayer. Tremendous power is available through prayer. But here, here it is. Here, here, here it is. What price are you willing to pay? Let me ask that question again. What price are we willing to pay? 
See, I'm not going to hold y'all too long. I see some 49er fans in here and some Cowboy fans. I'm not going to hold y'all too long. What price are we willing to pay? Don't stop doing these two things right here. Calling on him and crying to him. My cousin told me a story. This is a real, this is a real true story. She said she was uh, dealing with some uh, 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 medical issue, and she had a lot of pain in her body. Says she went to the hospital, and she was really hurting. She was just calling Jesus, Jesus. She was in this one room. She said there was an old, old white man with a straggly old beard, straggly hair. He was next door, and she was calling Jesus, Jesus. And this is what he, this is what he yelled out. He said this, you better call him. He told her, you better call his name. And she said she was mad at him. But when the pain, listen, when the pain began to subside in her body, when she thought about it, she started laughing. Now, it's funny, but listen, you better call him. David said in Psalms 18.3, I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalms 116 and 1, David said, I love the Lord. Why? He heard my cry. See, there's something about your cry that the enemy cannot touch. Let me say that again. There's something about your cry that the enemy cannot touch. And, and many times, listen, we have lost or we, let, we allow the enemy to, to steal our cry. And out of all the voices in the world, that cry is called the voice of distinction. You better call him. You better do what? You better call him. Call him. When you need someone to talk to, you better call him. Why? The satisfaction is guaranteed. Good God Almighty. You better call him. Oh, see, see, listen. See, I'm saying that and you think it's funny, but this is the deep calling on the deep. Don't you ever let the devil steal your cry. Let me say it again. I said, don't you ever let the devil steal your cry. Your grandma used to tell you about stories back in the day. And grandpa, grandma, grandma, how did you make it through all of that? You know how they made it? Huh? You know how they made it? Do you know how they made it? They called him. They called him. Old gospel song said, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Oh, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Hey, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. You just call him up and tell what you want. See, that, that, but listen, that, that can't come from the outer court. So, <laughs> that can't come from the outer court. Good God Almighty. That got to come from your gut. 
This is the deep calling on the deep. That comes from the gut. God! You better call him. And he said, listen, God moved in haste when the children of Israel, when they were in bondage, he said, because of the reason of the cry, their call came up before him. Good God Almighty. You go to call it on him, and he say, that's so-and-so. Why? Because you have a voice of distinction in the heavenlies. Let me say it again. Let me say it again until this thing falls upon you. You have a voice of distinction in the heavenlies. See, see that's, that's my folks coming out right there. That's that, uh, that's that Pentecostal stuff there. That's that Holy Roller stuff, yeah. Oh, Lord. Man, and God would move. They didn't have instruments. They had just a washboard and, a, and stumping, and they go to stumping, and and oh my God, Jesus is what? He's still on the main line. What price are we willing to pay? All he's asking for is, listen, T-I-M-E. He's asking for what? If you lost and you look and you will find him, you're going to find him how? Time after time. If you fall, he will catch you. He'll be waiting. What? Come on now. You better call him. Let me hit this other point. What we're talking about this morning, what? Cling to him. I'm not here entertaining you. The Holy Spirit is making an impartation unto you. And listen, and listen, when something hits you, the very voice you're going to hear, the Holy Spirit, he's going to come to you, he's going to speak to you, and you're going to hear this. You better call him. <laughs> call and a cry. That's, 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 that's wonder twin power there, man. Activate that thing. <laughs> Activate your call. Activate your cry. Let me say it again. Activate the call, baby. Activate the cry. When was the last time you activated your call? When was the last time? Let me ask you again, unless you don't have it. If you don't have it, you got it. You just got to act. It's been dormant. It's been dormant. Amen. And the Spirit of God would say unto you, activate the call and the cry and see what I would do on your behalf. Activate it. You better call him. All right. A few more things. I'm going to let y'all go. Are you being blessed, beloved flock of God? We're talking about what? Cling to him for he is your life. Uh, this third one, I'm not going to hit. We got to hit this fourth one. What are we going to need to cling to him? 
what are we going to need? We need a whole lot of things. But life is challenging and complex. We must consult him through communication connection. I was going to hit this fourth point, casting our cares on him, because that's the cure for worry. We're not going to hit that, but we're going to hit this one right here. All of us in here, listen, all of us in here, we need circumcision. Circumcision is needed. Let me, let me say that again. You said, hmm, Pastor Charles, that sounds painful. It is. <laughs> it is. But circumcision is needed. That's the, way God, that's the way God cut covenant with the children of Israel, through circumcision. And he began to institute it with Moses. And Moses began to circumcise all the children on the eighth day he began to circumcise. He wasn't going to do it. And his wife said, you know what, Moses, you're a bloody man unto me. And guess what? Read it. It's in, it's in your Bible. God, God said, Moses, boy, I kill you, boy. <laughs> Read it. It's in your Bible. He was, man, God was ready to say, I'm trying to do something in the earth. And I need obedience. So if you ain't going to obey me, I'll take you out of here, boy. And so he begins to institute circumcision. The cutting away. We need a deeper cut. A lot of us, we walking too shallow with God. Let me say it again. I said we need a deeper cut. Ooh, yeah. Need a deeper cut. We must yield, listen, to open heart surgery. Let me say it again. Y'all look at me like, man, can you get up out that pulpit? Because you just, we need to yield to what? Open heart, open heart surgery. We got to give him consent. Why? Uh, Jeremiah 4.4, it talked about, listen, how that we have, there's four, the foreskin of the heart. Too many of us as believers we got too much foreskin over the heart. So what that foreskin does, it hinders us from loving God like we should. Deuteronomy, uh, see that right there? Jeremiah 4.4, he said, the prophet Jeremiah said, he said, do what? Circumcise what? To the Lord and what? And, and take away what? <coughs> Well, let's, let's break this thing down. Uh, uh, some of us uh, have this foreskin of hatred still in us. Some of us are still bitter. Uh, are we willing to yield to the cut? Ooh, yeah. Some of us is still jealous. Mm-hmm. Some of us still envious, yeah, yeah. Too much strife, uh-huh, and coveting, and unforgiveness, mm-hmm. Cut away, 
Holy Spirit, the foreskin on the heart. When you go home, listen, you think this is over? No, he's still going to be doing the cutting when you leave here. Good God Almighty. This stuff, listen, it ruins our relationships. One thing the devil hates more than anything, he hates good relationships. And that's how he's been tearing up relationships and families and brothers and sisters. It's a heart thing. Let me say it again. It's a heart thing. And so listen, God, listen, he has the right instrument to cut the foreskin away, Elder Buzz. It's called the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says that the Word of God is quick, alive, it's active, it's powerful, and it's sharper than any what? Than any two-edged sword. So when the Word of God is going forth, listen, in the house of God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, what he's going to do, where, when he begins to cut, he's going to cut, listen, he's going to make an incision. He's making an incision now. But when he makes this incision, he's not going to cut anywhere. He's going to do it with precision. Yes, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Hey. See, I do this, listen, because I've come under the knife. I needed to come under this knife. Paul talks about in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm, I'm about ready to close on y'all, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. See, see, see the Spirit will cut what, what, what He cuts, what the Spirit cuts. Listen, He cuts carnal cravings of the flesh. Some of us, we still have too much carnal craving. There's still too much carnality. And it's hindering our love for the Father. Let me say it again. I said we got too much carnal craving. When Pastor Andrew uh, called me, I knew this was an assignment from God. Listen, I began to concentrate, to consecrate, listen, to be the arrow, the proper arrow, all the way from Texas to California to give you this message. I'm about ready to close. Are you going to yield to the cut? Somebody said, yes, Lord. Are you going to yield to the cut? Yes. See, the Spirit, listen, uh, while he's cutting, but at the same time, listen, he's carving the character of Christ in us. <laughs> that two-edged sword, woman of God. While he's cutting, he's carving. What, what is he cutting? He's cutting that foreskin of the heart. He's cutting out that bitterness. He, he's cutting it out, the envy and the jealousy. He's cutting that stuff out. But then he's also, listen, he's carving the character of Christ, woman of God, in us. He's cutting and he's carving. I'm going to leave you all with this. Listen, I would rather be cut on by the Spirit of God, listen, than to be cut off by the Spirit of God. say it again. I'm going to leave y'all with this. I would rather be cut on by the Spirit of God than to be cut off. John 15, and I'm going to ask Pastor, Pastor Roger to come on up. John 15, Jesus said that I am the true vine 
He says, my father is the husbandry. This is a type of circumcision. He says, every branch in me that does not produce, guess what? He's circumcised. He's circumcised. There's a pruning, which takes a cutting. God's doing it now. Y'all gonna leave here, you're gonna find God pruning. But here, here, here's, here's another thing. There's a pruning, but also there's a purging, with which takes fire. Pruning and a purging. I would rather for the Spirit of God to cut on me than for me to be totally cut off. I wonder how many today can say they received something from this message, something I can apply in my life. Okay? Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you, how many of you are going to apply it? See, it's one thing to say I received it. Now are you going to take it and apply it? Because I'm going to tell you the enemy is going to try to cut away from that. He wants to cut that off. I uh, read a scripture out of John that says the enemy, the thief, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, Pastor Charles, he said, we got to cling, we got to listen, and we got to lean in, okay? The enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I want to steal the joy that just been put in you. I want to kill that word, and I want to destroy your family. But Jesus said, forget that. I've come that you might have life, and you might have it abundantly. We can receive the abundance if we apply, if we lean in. If we lean in, but there's some cutting away of the foreskin of the heart that God wants to do, would you stand to your feet? I'm going to call the prayer teams to come forward. This is the time where you take a step of faith. Do you really believe what God is saying, and will you step out on it, or will you just, ah, oh, that was a good word, and go home and forget all about it? If there is something that God is working in you, and you, I need somebody to join with me. The Word says to pray for one another that your needs might be met. And so we're going to invite you if, you, if you have something in your life that you want God to take away, I want you to come forward and join with these people, and to they will agree with you in prayer. But I also don't want to close. If there's someone that really hasn't committed their life to the Lord, we want you to come forward as well. We want to share the saving message of Jesus so that he can begin that cleansing work in your life. Father God, I pray for each one that's gathered. I thank you for the word that's been presented today. We want to be your people. We want to live in the fullness that you have for us. Go with us, Lord God, as we leave here. I pray a hedge around every person that's here that the enemy is going to try to come, but greater is you. Greater is you than that enemy that would try to steal that away, and we apply that. We step out into that. We believe that. And now I dismiss this body of believers, and may you go forth and make a difference in this community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to invite you to come forward if you need prayer. God's blessings on you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the message. You can join us in person on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. or online at the same times, including Saturday and Sunday at 6 p.m. 
visit our website at kchanford.com. Koinonia Church, where we are igniting contagious faith in the one God who restores all.